Welcome to In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. This month marks the 150th anniversary of the death of President Abraham Lincoln. Most school kids learn about the escapades of John Wilkes Booth and his assassination of President Lincoln during a performance at Ford's Theater on April 15, 1865 in Washington, D.C. But most probably don't know the name John Surratt let alone his connection to the conspiracy that ended in the death of the country's 16th president. Author and historian Michael Shine is out with a new book, John Surratt, The Assassin Who Got Away. It chronicles the life of the Confederate spy. I talked with him for this edition of In the Author's Voice. John Wilkes Booth, of course, is the fellow who comes to mind, and rightly so, because he was the trigger man. But there's no question, unlike with the Kennedy assassination, with the Lincoln assassination, There's no question there was a conspiracy. The big question is, how far did it go? And we know that John Surratt was was up to his neck in it, if you will, and uh, he was Booth's closest associate for the four months prior to the assassination. But then he got away and sort of dropped from history's view after uh, after that, and so we're trying to restore his story and his rightful place in history here. From what I've read, Surratt was a Confederate soldier and a spy. Pick up the story for us from there. He enlisted in 1862 as a young man, and because he knew the byways of Southern Maryland, they quickly made him a courier, which was detached service, which was uh, basically the Confederate Secret Service. And there's no question he was a Secret Service agent. And so he was very familiar with that route. And then in December 1864, he was introduced to John Wilkes Booth by a fellow named Dr. Samuel Mudd, who Lincoln assassination buffs will know because he's the fellow who set Booth's leg the day after the assassination. And from then on, uh, uh, Surratt was deeply involved in the planning for the uh, uh, Lincoln caper, shall we say. At first, it was a kidnapping plan, and At some point later, it turned into an assassination plan. You talk about the fact that Surratt met with Jefferson Davis prior to Lincoln's assassination. Do you think that Davis knew what was going on? Did he have an an active role in the plot? Well, isn't that fascinating? I mean, that's one of the really big questions of the Lincoln assassination. And people have been running up against that ever since it first happened, when the government immediately believed you know, the federal government immediately believed he did. My book presents circumstantial evidence that he had advanced knowledge of the Booth plot, uh, but uh, being a, you know, an honest historian, not a conspiracy theorist, there's no definitive evidence that's been uncovered. If there ever was an order from Jefferson Davis about uh, assassinating Lincoln, it probably was never written down. And if it had been written down, it would have been burned in a hurry. So that's not lying around. But what we do know is that Surratt, as I said, was deeply involved in the plot. That's all he was doing for about uh, December 23rd on up till when it occurred. And then uh, uh, just over two weeks prior to the assassination, he went down to Richmond. And he met with, we know for certain, Judah Benjamin, who was Confederate Secretary of State, And according to what Surratt told his friend, Louis Weichmann, when he got back, he also met with Jefferson Davis. What would they have talked about? Well, I I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall, but uh, we don't know for certain. Still, in light of the fact that 
Surratt's principal activities were all around the Booth plot, it's very likely that he spoke with Jefferson Davis about what Booth was up to. Obviously, Surratt was very skilled at um, moving in and out of enemy territory, so to speak. Did he, did he just disappear? How did he manage to escape capture? Well, he dropped off whatever orders he had in D.C. in early April and then left towards, uh, headed towards Canada. And he was detailed probably on a, another mission to Elmira, New York, and wasn't anywhere near D.C., most likely at the time of the assassination. Although, again, with the elusive Mr. Surratt, we don't know for certain because there were many witnesses on both sides of the question of whether he was in Washington or not the night of the assassination. But either way, he managed to get away through a whole network of detectives who were guarding the border. He slipped up through Burlington, Vermont, St. Albans, Vermont, and across the Canadian border. He was then hidden by the Catholic Church with a, in a, in a uh, home of a, of a rural priest in Quebec. And he stayed there during the entire time of the military trial while his mother was on trial for her life, which is a very troublesome part of his history. Uh, he sat it out. He didn't turn himself in. He didn't come to her aid. And then she was convicted and hanged. At that point, he wanted to get far away, and he made a deal with the church that he would enlist in the Pope's army and was given passage across the Atlantic Ocean, made his way to Rome, and enlisted in the uh, Papal Zouaves, they were called. That time, the Pope was a temporal leader as well as a religious leader, and he had an army. So Surratt disappeared for a while there. There were a number of, of co-conspirators who were convicted and, and ultimately hanged. Was Surratt ever named formally as a co-conspirator in, in Lincoln's death? Yes, he was named as a co-conspirator in the original indictment in the military trial. But that any proceedings that were carried out there uh, against him would not have been valid later on. What happened is that a Canadian bounty hunter also tracked him across Europe, enlisted in the Papal Zouaves, identified him, and Surratt was ultimately captured and brought back to the United States and stood trial in 1867 in Washington, D.C., having traveled some 14,000 miles from the scene of the crime. He was all the way back to the scene of the crime. But things had changed a lot. They couldn't use a military trial. And if you know anything of the geography of Washington, D.C., you know, if you draw a jury there in 1867, you'd get about half ex-Confederates and half ex-Union folks, and it ended up in a hung jury. So he faded into obscurity, got married, had kids, you know, became a clerk for a steamship company and lived until 1916. This may seem like a, a strange question, but what do you consider Surratt's uh, biggest achievement, or perhaps maybe escapade, is a, is a better characterization? No, no, it's a fair question. Certainly from his point of view, he was able to help the South win the peace, if you will, by creating the impression that the Lincoln assassination was some isolated act of a madman, instead of having it be pinned on the Confederate high command, which would have made uh, Reconstruction on terms favorable to the Confederacy uh, or to the former Confederate states much more difficult politically. 
What do you think that John Surratt's rightful role in history should be? I think it, it should be where the government put him initially in the week after the assassination when they printed up the wanted posters. He was, his picture was right on top next to John Wilkes Booth. Uh, he needs to be remembered as one of the principal plotters against Lincoln instead of being just a footnote in connection with the Lincoln assassination. He probably was more active in it than his mother, who is remembered as the first woman who was ever hanged in, by the federal government, and she was hanged for her role in the assassination. We know he was part of the conspiracy, but do we know how integral his involvement actually was? Yes. Uh, I've, I've documented in the book that he recruited David Harold, George Atzerodt, and Lewis Powell into the conspiracy and was also responsible for his mother's involvement. So John Surratt was involved, was responsible for the involvement of the four conspirators who were executed as a result of the conspiracy. We also know that in, in addition, of course, to the involvement with communicating with Richmond that we've already talked about, he um, hid his military-grade carbine, which was, a, uh, as I said, a military rifle, uh, at his family's tavern in Maryland, Surrattsville, uh, Maryland, and that's the first place Booth stopped after the assassination. He picked up that weapon for use during his run, and it was in his hands when he was he was uh, shot in Garrett's barn in Virginia. So he provided uh, very important material support to the plot. From your research and in in writing the book, was Surratt working strictly on behalf of the Confederacy, or did he have some other personal motivation? Oh, I think he was he was a very dedicated, uh, true believer in the Confederate cause. Uh, so I think the answer is he was working on behalf of the Confederacy, absolutely. He had been raised uh, as a young man in southern Maryland where uh, he, his family had owned slaves. Uh, they participated, if you will, in the southern lifestyle that was the uh, antebellum or pre-war southern lifestyle, and that's what he believed in.